0: Welcome to the King's Anywhere Podcast: Inspirational teaching wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whenever you're ready. Well, hello, and today we are continuing our everyday discipleship series with a look at the importance of daily Bible reading. Uh, this talk is entitled "The Daily Bread," and I want to first talk about why we read the Bible daily, the how and the when, and the the what. I'm going to get to in a bit, um, except to say this, you won't find a reading plan or a prescribed method of reading the Bible on its own pages. So just however you do read God's word, don't get too caught up in the what or the when or the how much you think you should be reading. Routines are, are helpful, but if it goes beyond that, it can become about rules and regulations when reading God's word is about revelation relationship god reveals himself through the scriptures and in reading them we can know not just about him but know him d.l moody who's a famous theologian from the 19th century put it this way he said the bible isn't for our information but for our transformation that transformation is an ongoing process reading and studying and considering god's word is part of that obviously Um, And that can't happen in isolation. When we read the Bible, we need to approach it prayerfully with our eyes, uh, sorry, our ears and our heart open to what the Holy Spirit wants to say through the revealed word of God to us. Although if you're going to read the Bible, it is a good idea to have your eyes open. Uh, Jesus illustrates how vital this is in Matthew 4, 4, when he says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus makes it clear that reading God's word daily is as important to the life of a disciple as eating daily is to all of us as humans. And Jesus is by no means diminishing the need to eat. The, The gospels are full of stories of Jesus eating and whenever he saw hungry people he fed them by the thousands and tasks his church to do the same. That's how important this daily bread is. Isaiah 50 verse 4 says, The Sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He wakens me morning by morning, wakens my ear to listen like one being instructed. Morning by morning, day by day, we are to listen to what God would say to us and how he would instruct us so that we'd have a well-instructed tongue. Now, some of you may know I've spent most of my adult life in uh, still will do once once lockdown's over, uh, working as an, an outdoor instructor and coach, and training other people to, to do the same. And I knew I'd done a good job in that, not based on how well people did at paddling a canoe or reading a map when I was there with them, but how they got on when they were on their own. As followers of Jesus, the measure of how well instructed our tongues and also our hearts and minds are uh, isn't the things we say and do on a Sunday morning. It's how we live our lives and engage with the world throughout the whole of our life. And to know the word that sustains the weary. Let me ask you this do you ever get weary with your problems, your challenges with the world in general? Nothing, physically speaking, will make you more weary than not eating right, than not getting your daily sustenance. It's the same with our daily bread, with this daily bread. Jesus very deliberately makes this link between God's word and food. And in that food analogy, the word of God is the good stuff. What you need not just to survive, but thrive. The thing is is that we, we live in a world where there's other stuff on the menu. We are bombarded and surrounded by news, information, opinions and a whole host of other stuff that vies for our attention. Now I know that not all of it is bad, I'm deeply grateful for how technology has kept us connected in these times and some information is important, as tempting as it might be, we can't just cut ourselves off from the world. We have to engage with it, but as we do engage with it, we need to choose what we're going to take in. And what you take in affects what you get out. The Apostle Paul, in several of his letters to the early church and in his own testimony testimony in Acts, refers to life as a race. So let's say I decided to eat a load of junk food and uh, then go for a run. The results wouldn't exactly be astounding if I was able to run at all. It's the same with our lives. If we exist solely on a diet of worldly things like the news or overdo it on social media, it's wearying. But when we sustain ourselves with the word of God, where he reveals himself to us and our relationship with him grows, then as Isaiah 40 verse 31 tells us, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. That doesn't mean things won't ever be challenging. That doesn't mean you'll never get tired. But when that does happen, what we have is this constant source of hope, of daily sustenance. And what that does is it changes our perspective. Instead of seeing... God through the lens of our problems and challenges, we see our problems and challenges through the lens of God. Let me say that again when we, when what we take in, when the main thing shaping our perspective isn't what the world bombards us with, but what the word provides us with, our perspective shifts. So instead of seeing God through the lens of the world, we see the world through the lens of God. In other words, the Bible shapes our worldview. If you're not sure what a worldview is, imagine it as being like a pair of glasses that you wear and you see everything through. If the lenses on those glasses were pink and you look at, let's say, a tree, you'd see that tree as pink. The problem is is that the person sat next to you is trying to argue that that's not right because their lenses are yellow so they see the tree as yellow. And, you know, you probably don't have to think too hard to come up with some real world examples of that, of how we can all look at seemingly the same thing, but view it totally differently. Our worldview then affects how we see situations and actions and words that follow. And when we go out into the world as disciple making disciples, we need to remember this because while we read the Bible, everybody else will read us. This is why having our worldview shaped by the Bible and not by what people share on Facebook or the news or your favourite political figure or influencer is so important. Charles Spurgeon had this advice. He said, visit many good books, but live in the Bible. We could expand that today, couldn't we, to say visit many good websites or apps or Facebook pages or blogs, but live in the Bible. Because while some of that stuff may be interesting some of it may even be factually, factually correct it isn't the truth sometimes we can allow our worldview to be shaped by other things and then we sort of try and add the bible onto that or we try and hold onto a worldview that's shaped by other things and make the bible fit within it that won't work Because the worldview that the Bible shapes is so radically different from the one that the world shapes that eventually it becomes impossible to reconcile the two and you have to choose one or the other. The Bible shapes our view of politics, of people, of ourselves, of society, of what really matters, not the other way around. I love the song "There Is a Day," and our virtual band have just done an incredible version of it. So you know, go over to YouTube or, or Facebook or wherever it is, and, and 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 watch it. You'll you'll really enjoy it. It's fantastic. And what that song talks about, what that song demonstrates, is one of the big differences between the worldview that the Bible gives us and everything else. Because what we're given is a perspective that allows us in fact it's more than an allowance it's an incredible gift of god's grace that we get to live our life from the viewpoint of in the perspective of in the hope of eternity in romans 12 paul urges us do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you'll be able to test and approve what what god's will is his good pleasing perfect will in John 8:31 Jesus tells us, "If you hold on to my teaching, you are really my disciples, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. This truth should be what shapes our worldview. so that our view of the world is that of the one who created it. Our view of people is that of the Savior who died for them, or as Paul puts it in Philippians 2 verses three to eight, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others in your relationships with one another have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. By taking on the very nature of a servant, being found in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. That is the radically different way to live and interact with the world that Jesus calls us towards. The word of God is given to us to shape us and sustain us as we live our lives as disciples. Now, I couldn't eat a salad and go for a run once. i I could but what i mean is i couldn't eat a salad and go for a a run once and expect that to give me all the sustenance i need and for me to to stay in shape it it just doesn't work like that i would have to do that daily i'd have to do that regularly I'd have to do that you know i'd have to get into a discipline of doing that and it's much the same with reading god's word if we want to be sustained by it and shaped by it then we need it we need to read it daily so, this is where we get into the, the sort of the what and the how and the when. And before I go on, just let me point out that, um, we live in, in an age where if you struggle with reading, if reading is not your strong point, then there are myriad resources available out there that will narrate the Bible to you. Um, we had a Bible app <coughs> recently that, uh, it was a Bible in one year, uh, version and it was narrated by David Suchet. Um, Sadly, he didn't do it in the Poirot voice, but it, you know, it was still good. And, um, pretty much all of what I'm about to say applies whether you read or listen to the Bible. Uh, the first thing I want to say is that one thing that people can easily get caught up on is which version or translation to read. And there are endless debates about which is correct. Some people prefer the King James Version, others the Message. Some people like the NIV or the, the ESV and so on. But just remember that this isn't about religious rules, this is about revelation and relationship. So read whichever version, versions, as in more than one, of the Bible deepen your relationship with God. Similarly, people can easily get caught up debating whether a paper Bible is best or a Bible on your phone. Again, revelation and relationship is what's important. I love that I can have God's word in several English and Greek and Hebrew two versions on my phone. But I'm really mindful that when I read the Bible, I want to be distraction free. And other than my two kids, most of the distractions that come my way come from my phone. So sometimes the phone gets left in another room and I see God alone with just a, a paper Bible not always though um there's loads of great things out there to to help you read the bible i love the bible app from life church in the usa uh, mostly because it contains so many other useful things sort of within the app it has reading plans it has commentaries and there's even videos on there to sort of help you engage and help encourage you to read the bible it's really good i'll check it out another fantastic resource if you've not come across it is the lectio 365 app uh, which is from the 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 guys who lead the twenty four seven prayer movement, and what this does is it focuses on uh, not just reading but also praying a scripture each day, and it you can read it or you can listen to it, and it guides you through the scripture and it and it guides you in prayer. Uh, similarly, the Moravian Church for for years they've had daily readings, and you can get those daily readings delivered to you by email, or you can get that get that as an app, or If you prefer your Bible and your text separate, perfectly reasonable thing, then there's a whole host of daily devotional books that can guide your reading. Uh, All of the resources, by the way, that I'm talking about and and suggesting, it's not an exhaustive list by by any stretch of the imagination, but the ones I've mentioned I'll put links to in the, the notes for this talk. But whatever you do, just find ways that work for you to connect with God through his word. Listen to what other people do, try things out, change it for a season. Just remember that revelation and relationship are the goal. Whatever you do, though, do your best to not let anything come between you and your daily bread. Uh, This includes, by the way, other books that you're reading, even if it is by a fantastic Christian author and it's, it's a brilliant book. It's not the Bible okay make sure you still get your time to read the bible on that by the way if you do want to supplement your bible reading then a commentary or commentaries are a really really great way to do that they will offer some background some insight but do remember that for the most part a commentary is or commentaries are opinions um, and i would strongly recommend that your commentary and your your bible are are separate books so the question of when do you read the bible and and how long for these are good questions personally for me there's few things more life-giving than an early morning ideally outside with a brew and a paper bible now for some people i've just described your idea of heaven for for others not so much Just think about, think about this though. When are you most awake? When are you most alert? Are you a morning person? Is that when you're active? Are you most alert during the day? Is it in the evening? Is it 2am? Whenever it is, give that time to God. Personally, I like to start my day in God's Word, but whenever you read, make it a priority. If you need to restructure your day or set your alarm a bit earlier or not watch that thing on telly or give Instagram a rest for a bit to read the Bible, then then do. Like I said before, routines are, are helpful, but what's life-giving is a good rhythm. And to me, I think there's there's a difference. And anybody who's seen me attempt to dance will be able to tell you that. So you could teach me a dance routine and I could probably learn the steps and throw the shapes but in, in dancing terms, I have no rhythm. Whereas someone who does have rhythm could learn the exact same moves as me and really bring that, that dance to life. and they could you know they could make anything look rhythmic. It doesn't have to be a, a set routine. There is a difference between routine and rhythm. And 2020 was a weird year for, well, it was a weird year for a lot of people, but it really highlighted that to me in the, the last year or so. Because for the best part of a decade in that the line of work that I've been in, I've not had any real routine to my life um, where I was week to week, day to day could be could be really different. And the, the timings fluctuated constantly. But what I did have was a, a really good rhythm of making sure that I sought God each day, usually in the morning. But if I needed to tweak the times, I tweaked them. So, I, you know, I just had had a rhythm to it what happened in in 2020 when everything changed is that i found that actually for the first time pretty much in my adult life i had a i had a fairly solid routine i was pretty much in the the same places at the same times each week but even though i had a solid routine what it did it, it disrupted my rhythm and i had to reestablish and relearn new ways of making sure that i connected with god during my day so the point i'm trying to get at is don't assume that a solid routine is the same as or will necessarily lead to a healthy rhythm so the question of how long do you read the bible for when you do read it how long how much should you read to me the answer to this is as long as you need to My advice would be don't set a time goal or a chapter's goal. Those things are arbitrary and they they can lead you towards legalism. And remember, we're after revelation and relationship. That's what we're approaching the word of God for. So make that your goal. Read slowly, open your ears and your heart to the Holy Spirit and spend as much time as you need reading the Bible and in prayer to receive from God it doesn't have to be a life-changing prophetic encounter but just the encouragement to take on the day or a gentle reminder of who you are in Jesus maybe something instructive as 2 Timothy three sixteen tells us all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching rebuking correcting and training in righteousness so the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work this is the last point I want to make and It's this, if you don't already, I would encourage you to actively memorise scripture. Psalm 119 verse 11 says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous Then you will have good success. Colossians 3.16 Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Like I said before, I love that I can have the Bible on my phone so it's in my, my pocket near enough all of the time. But a few years ago, I realized that I was becoming a bit lax with memorizing scripture because what I could do is I could just whip out my phone and I could could search for the scripture I was looking for. And that's a really, really great, great tool to have. It's it's really useful. But the life giving Word of God is supposed to be stored in my heart, not my pocket. It's the same for you. So, memorizing the whole Bible is it's you know it's beyond the capacity of most of us. But some some key scriptures are, are good to memorize. Ones that are significant to you, ones that, that really resonate with you, or some that maybe express the foundational truths of our faith, like John three sixteen, which I'm you know I'm sure you know that one. Find ways that that work for you to do that as well. Read the same passages repeatedly for several days. Do you know what? I've never heard anybody get to their Bible, open it up, and go. Hmm, I've already read that bit it's always good it's always good to read it read it repeatedly until it's stored up in your in your heart maybe write things down if that's what you're into maybe put put them up on the wall whatever it is that you do find a way to to get to get the bible stored up in your heart to memorize the scriptures and do you know what's good as well pray the scriptures don't just read the words of god pray them whatever you do though don't neglect your daily bread As the legendary Billy Graham said, if you are ignorant of God's word, you will be ignorant of God's will. So I hope that's been useful to you. I I hope you find and establish a, a good rhythm of reading the Bible. And I know it will encourage you. So choose it. Choose your daily bread above everything else. Let it shape you and let it sustain you father thank you for the incredible gift of your word to us father thank you that it it shapes us thank you that it sustains us thank you that it reveals who you are and helps us grow in our relationship with you lord i pray for for everybody here in hearing this whether they've they've heard this as an encouragement that they're that they're, they're growing closer to you whether they've heard this is a challenge and they need to tweak some things in their lives holy spirit would you reveal to them the contents of their heart when it comes to your word and encourage them towards reading it daily and holy spirit if there are if there are things that are in the way that are blockages to reading the word and to engaging with you and growing in a relationship with you then we pray that they would just be moved away so that all of us could approach your word to let it sustain us to let it shape us amen We hope you enjoyed this message. To find out more about King's Church Warrington, visit our website or find us on Facebook and Instagram.